you're just funny. It's you know the way you tell the story and everything. Funny how. Come here, come here, though. Yeah, he's crazy, Dick. Who are you? We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. Are you ready? Ladies and gentlemen, what is going on? Hey, so this is actually not a podcast that I hosted. I was actually a guest on the Soda Nerds podcast. Uh, So you're going to hear Johnny, who I reached out to on TikTok regarding uh, one of his episodes where he had a couple guests on and I was kind of talking shit. So I was like, hey, man, let me be on this podcast. He was nice enough to actually have me on his show. So I figured I would uh, rehash that by repurposing that podcast uh, on my platform. So I hope you enjoy this. We talk uh, a lot about nerdy stuff and the Batman in particular, along with a bunch of other things. So uh, hopefully you guys enjoy it. Leave a review. Also follow Johnny as well. I'll leave all of his links in the description below. But enjoy the podcast. Thanks so much. Our biggest thing is we always say that everybody's nerdy about something. So we just <laughs> kind of like, what what is it that you got? You know what I mean? Yeah, so. for sure. All right, everybody. We are here with uh, Tony Berardo. Tony, how you doing? What's up, Johnny? How are you, man? Good, good, thanks, good. thanks for having good. me on, dude. This is awesome. Yeah, no doubt. So, Tony, uh, him and I got connected here. For those of you watching and listening, uh, we we posted a TikTok a couple weeks ago about the new Matt Reeves Batman movie, and and we had a guest on that had some some interesting takes to to say the least about the movie and. Uh, Tony was one of the many that commented on that heavily in disagreement with what this person had to say and uh, said, hey, I'd, I'd love to get on and talk Batman with you guys. Although we don't have said guest back to talk with us, I thought it'd still be great to uh, get your perspective and you being a fellow a fellow podcaster. That'd be fun to just chat up a little more Matt Reeves Batman. Yeah, no, no doubt, man. Yeah, and I normally don't. I'm not that type of guy that comments on TikToks typically. Um, yeah, you know because TikToks, I'm like, it's different than Instagram in my book. TikToks is more, you just want to have fun with buddies. That's kind of how I look at it, and you want to be goofy, yeah. and you're not doing it for the gram, right? You're yeah. just kind of doing it like to fuck around. So I don't yeah. really comment. But when I saw yours, and yeah, I am a fellow uh, podcaster. Uh, shameless plug: the Barato Podcast. Check it out. For um, sure, and well, and well. Before you go any further, obviously we, uh, I stated, I'll have stated it in my pre-recorded intro, but we'll <laughs> we'll get everything thrown in there for Tony. He's got some great stuff. You guys definitely got to go check him out. So thanks, dude. Anyway, car- carry on. <laughs> so so when I see, uh, there's two things that I love, and you know Johnny's seen the video of it, but there's two things that I really am obsessed with, and not family stuff. So like, if my wife is listening, that doesn't count. This is like me personally stuff. So of course I love her, but. The two top things that I love in life is my podcast and Batman. Like those are the two things that I yeah. nerd out about. So like creating content for the podcast and what I'm using. And then of course the Batman, not just the movies, but comics as a general is just, he was my favorite superhero growing up. I loved Superman of course, but Superman to me was always like something I couldn't be. Yeah. Or it's impossible. But like Batman, I was like, dude, I could work hard and I could save up money and I could be Batman. Like that's easy. So he's yeah. always been my favorite. So when I saw that Jabroni comment on your, <laughs> he was in that video and I was like, this dude. Okay. So, cause I thought he was going to like lay out like a couple issues with the film, which 
there, of course, there's always going to be problems with the film, and you're always yeah. going to have disagreement. But that dude was like, unless you guys cut it up to where it was an hour long podcast, and he was being nice to the Batman yeah. for 50 minutes of it, and then you only took a few minutes. Yeah, that's what I thought. You didn't do that. <laughs> so he was butchering the film, and I'm like, is this clown like the same guy that likes Josh Whedon's like Justice League? Like, who is this guy? You know, like. So I'm like, yeah. there's no, I had to say something. So I'm like, I'm, I'm glad you're giving me a chance to, to talk. And I'd love to have him on my podcast too. No, no hate. He can, he can have yeah. uh, the opinions, but dude, come on. I, I, I even tried, I even tried to get him on this conversation with us and oh. he, uh, at, at, at first, at first he was, he's hesitant. Cause he's like, you know, I went through those TikTok comments <laughs> and if this is just going to be an hour long of me getting my ass handed to me, you know, I don't. I was like, no, this guy's cool. I think he just wants to shoot the shit and talk yeah. about Batman, which which I assume you would. But yeah. but it's uh, he definitely it was an hour long podcast where we took, you know, three minutes out where he was apparently barfing whatever he did, throwing it up. Right. But Crazy. there was there was no love for anything. Matt Reeves and even I, I've listened to some of your other stuff talking about Batman, Tony. Absolutely no love for uh, Zack Snyder either. He yeah. he he thinks that the Snyderverse is the worst portrayal of Batman, which <laughs> uh, which I know you just love to hear that. Yes, dude. This I'm, we're gonna need to get this guy back on. I will not bust his chops. I promise. I just want to get what drug he's on because obviously yeah. his perception of reality is very skewed, and it's something's going on in his head. I don't know what's <laughs> going on. It, so I, I I'd love to ask you because I I know we had him and he really took it from he's not a comic book guy he hasn't read batman comics he really grew up just batman movies so it was mm. he, he took the movies and really went with that so everything he judges new batman's coming out it's sure. all it's all based off of what he's watched in movies not what he's read but i know that or i'm assuming you are a comic book reader when it comes to batman so i just wanted to kind of hear your take and for anybody that's listening uh they've heard the movie take from the soda nerds but the comic book take from the soda nerds and how it kind of squares up with matt reeves portrayal of the batman yeah so so a couple things there so first yes i am a comic book fan i don't read comic books as much anymore obviously because unfortunately i have a mortgage and a wife so my yeah, priorities yep. trust me if it was up to me i'd be doing it for a living but yeah, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm 36 years old to put it in perspective that what I used to do was grab my, my fucking Jansport book bag. I would throw in my shitty CD player and I would bump like nine inch nails as it was yeah. skipping in my book bag. And I would skateboard to the local comic book shop and I would just hang oh, out yeah. there and meet my voice. So yeah, as a kid, of course I grew, I watched the comics and I think what people have to understand when they watch superhero movies is there's two types of people. There's a person that wants a superhero movie, legit superhero movie, that is just entertaining and fun. And, you know, your girlfriend or your boyfriend that's not into comics could watch it and actually enjoy it. A mm -hmm. great example of that, probably the best example of that, is The Dark Knight, in my opinion. Yes. Because that's just a great, like, you don't need to know Batman or Joker. It's just a great film. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's, it's, it's in kind of like the time that we're in. So you kind of believe it, like it makes sense. Versus like watching Batman Returns, which I personally think is a fantastic film and my favorite Christmas film. And then like <laughs> Batman Forever and Batman and Robin, where you're like, eh, it's a little campy. 
there's some things going on in there, like Danny DeVito popping out of the sewer as a penguin. I don't know if I believe it, but I watch it. Yeah. So there's two types of people, and I think we get confused sometimes where, because it's happened for 30 years, there hasn't really been a movie that's a true portrayal of the comic book. Like yes. If you really think about every movie, even Marvel, especially Marvel. But if you look at every single superhero movie, we haven't seen it. So when people watch a movie like Matt Reeves' The Batman, I, I guess if you're not into comics, you know, you could probably have that opinion where Dark Knight's better. Dark Knight, I would say, is a better film. Yeah. But the only reason it's a better film is because of why. Why is well, The Joker. Well, yeah, yeah, I was going to say Heath Ledger. Heath absolutely. Ledger. That's the, if you take Heath Ledger out of that film, you don't like the movie. That's yeah. Sorry, that's just a fact. He made yep. the movie. It was fantastic. Whether he lived, you know, or not, it still would have mm -hmm. been the greatest movie that you've seen. Yeah. Yeah. Best comic book movie, I give it to Matt Reeves the Batman. And mm -hmm. I, I will die on my grave for that because people don't know this, but the very first introduction of the Batman, you know, hundred something years ago was a hundred and forty a while. It's yeah. been a while. It's been yeah. more than one person ago. Like, yeah, <laughs> your grandmother was born, and then so was the Batman. Like, that's how old the Batman is. Yeah. Um, the very first portrayal of him was in Detective Comics. Mm -hmm. So before it was DC, it was Detective Comics, and they used Batman as the flagship to start the um, the franchise of these comic books. And they didn't yeah. know what he was going to be, but the very first edition, he was just a detective. He wasn't this dude that was rolling around doing backflips with Robin off of, you know, tops and fighting, you know, the Joker and two like this wasn't a thing. He would go in and he would yeah. solve crimes. Yep. Um, and that you see in the Batman. And when you understand that he's not jumping off buildings for three hours, that yeah. he is in that bat suit for mm -hmm. fucking two hours and fifty four minutes. Yeah. Yep. There's six minutes where he's Bruce Wayne. And by the way, crushed it because yeah. what I appreciate the most about this film probably more than the fact that he's in the bat suit the entire time which has never been done before and I yeah. thought it was so ballsy was because Bruce Wayne like comic book Bruce Wayne and Batman Batman is him Bruce Wayne is the mask mm -hmm. he's not really Bruce Wayne he's really the Batman and when he walks around as the playboy philanthropist and all that, he's actually having a mask on. And that's been portrayed in other films like Christopher Nolan's take, where ironically enough, you know, with uh, Anne Hathaway, they're dancing around, they're at that fundraiser, and Bruce Wayne's the only one not wearing a mask. And, mm. and uh, Christian Bale even says something where, you know, this is my mask, this is what I'm wearing. He says that in the film. So it's kind of referenced a little bit. Because that's yeah. how Batman has always been in the comics is, you know, he's more the Batman than he is Bruce Wayne. And I think people yeah. kind of don't give Robert Pattinson enough credit where he's a better actor in the cow because it's only about the eyes. And mm -hmm. he doesn't have to say a lot because the Batman doesn't say a lot. You know, he he's that that fear and that intimidation without saying anything. And that's how he strikes fear into criminals. And Matt Reeves is the only one that has been able, you know, to depict that in three yeah. hours. Where three yeah. hours, that whole three hours from the opening scene, spoiler alert, from the opening scene where he talks about, I am the shadows. Yes. Bro. 
<laughs> that alone, like I'm just talking about it now. I don't know if you can tell. Zoom in. Yeah, I got yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Dude, just that that alone is like that again has never been portrayed in live action. So when yeah. you see something like that, and that's the whole tone of the film, that's in my opinion why it's the best Batman movie to be portrayed in mm -hmm. live action. Well, and I think you're I mean, obviously you're you're correct. Whereas I I've heard other people say, and even the last guest that we had, you know, not to talk about him too much or beat the dead horse, but he he also had a problem with the portrayal between Bruce Wayne and Batman. But my mind ultimately with this movie, I, I think what I enjoyed the most out of it is it seemed like uh, Matt Reeves is, is trying to build Batman, right? Where D DC has kind of been the 30,000 foot view has been DC. If you're comparing to Marvel has always been, they rush things. You know what I mean? There's not, there's not a slow game. Whereas Marvel has taken the slow build, you know what I mean? That's right. That's what that's what I really loved about this Batman movie is it seemed like, well, he's he's growing something. He's not going to be the perfect movie Batman that Christian Bale was right out of the gate. You know what I mean? Hundred percent. So, so that's what made me excited. Where it was like, well, maybe DC is going to try and develop a character. You know what I mean? Maybe we're building towards something better here. Whereas I, yeah. I was not used to seeing that in the past. And that was kind of what I took away as, oh, it'd be interesting to see what happens next. You know what I mean? That's right. Yeah. And, you know, we don't, again, we don't think about that. And I think that's obviously DC's fault for making numerous mistakes over the years. But one of the biggest mistakes they, they did is they're trying to be like Marvel. And, you yeah. know, you look at like Joaquin Phoenix and the Joker. That's a great example of you can't, you know, because everyone tries to compare Heath Ledger with, with Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin yeah. Phoenix was only the Joker the last 15 minutes of the movie, mm -hmm. like true Joker. And, you know, truth be told, there's been so many variations of uh, comics with the Joker in particular that that might not even be the real Joker that you and I know. You know, that might have been Arthur Fleck from the Joker. That might have been like a something that motivated the real Joker to come out of hiding and be a psychopath. And, you know, Arthur Fleck was just like the start of the Joker, right? So yeah. I, I use that as an example because you can't really compare Joaquin to Heath Ledger because Heath Ledger was the Joker already when we met him. You know, yes. he was in the opening scene. Yep. And I, I think people are trying to do that with Robert Pattinson where we're seeing yep. like the Joaquin Phoenix, so to speak, yeah. where we're seeing him build. Uh, mm -hmm. And it's year two. And again, going back, if you follow the comics, even year one, year two and Long Halloween, you look at all that stuff and even Frank Miller's take on a lot of stuff. Where if you look at all these graphic novels where it starts, uh, Bruce Wayne and the Batman, that's what I thought was so great about this film was even like the jump, which a lot of people don't know, but when he was on top of the police station and yeah. he goes to the very, very, very top, he like hesitated. He goes, huh, because yeah. it looks like from our perspective anyway, as the viewer, that might've been the very first time he was on a building that high. And everyone yeah. was making fun of the scroll suit, but dude. He's only 24 months being the Batman. Mm -hmm. You know, if you look at like The Dark Knight or Batman Begins and you look at those movies, Bruce Wayne comes back from Ra's al Ghul's thing. He saves him and then he comes right back and already he's got like tanks and fucking, you know, there's no yeah. buildup. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. day one, he knows how to fly out of a train. Get the fuck out of here. Like, that's what <laughs> I love the most about Bat Reeve or Matt Reeve's take on the Batman is it's yeah. the buildup to your point where... We can have three, I would even say up to six movies because of all these spinoffs and everything. Yeah. Where we can have so much time 
And the very last Batman movie that we see from Matt Reeves and Robert Pattinson, I feel like would be Ben Affleck's version. He's mm-hmm. 20 years in, you know, and again, a lot of people do that as well with, with Batflack is comparing him to Robert Pattinson. Dude, that guy was the Batman for 20 years. Of course he's more badass. Of course the warehouse yeah. scene is the greatest scene on the history of the planet. We get it. But this yeah. is year two Batman. You know, it's just, there's so much room to grow and, oh, it's fucking awesome. <laughs> so, so as a big, okay, so you're, you're a big DC guy, fair to say? Oh yeah. Bigger than Marvel yeah. for sure. Yeah, okay. So we talk a lot of Marvel. Some might say we're just Marvel fanboys, which they 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 may not be wrong. You know what I mean? We ultimately we love comics, we love collectibles, but Marvel seems to take the cake as far as topics we talk about. Yeah. But I I'm curious from a heavier DC fan, do you think DC with Matt Reeves and Robert Pattinson the Batman do you think they're in a position where they could start to do this with more characters or is, or have they just tried so much and fallen short? You know what I mean? With trying to develop, whereas it's just, nah, it's too late. Or do you think it's like we could actually see a DC universe kind of build up? Not exactly like Marvel. I hate to compare, you know what I mean? But, but, but kind of along those lines. No, good question. Well, first, let me say, you know, I've always been a comic book fan. I mean, I have a stack of, you remember, how old are you, Johnny? Uh, I am 30. 30, so yeah, 30. So you remember, you remember Wizard Magazine, the subscription service? Mm-hmm. Way back mm-hmm. in the day? So I used to have that, and um, I used to subscribe all the time to different, you know, comics, and I used to get that shit all the time. A lot of Marvel. Yeah. And I think what's cool about the Marvel franchise um, as a whole is it's become more mainstream to be a geek a nerd yeah so i actually appreciate marvel and what they've done because i don't think dc or any company is ever going to compare to it so it's not that i like dc more it's just i'm i'm grown from dc and that's kind of what's in my blood you know but a lot of people probably listening are like yeah but i you know i dressed as spider-man as halloween as a kid me it was always batman joker like superman right so i'm just kind of grown for it but to that point i think dc is an interesting uh, position where you look at like Marvel, what they've done with series mm-hmm. and they've crossed series into, into live action movies, right? F- you know, like yep. Falcon and the Winter Soldier, um, you know, Agent Carter, like all that stuff. It's all the same timeline, which is super interesting. Mm-hmm. But DC, I think what they need to do, if I'm the executive at DC and Warner Brothers, um, I would say to do multiple timelines, infinity timelines. There's no there's no amount that's too much. Because look at like Titans, which is a great series. Yeah. That's never going to tie into the DCEU. Mm-hmm. Just like the Joker with Joaquin Phoenix, most likely, I hope, they don't tie that into the DCEU. It's its own thing, you know? And I don't yeah. think that's, I don't think we need that. Like, I don't need it to tie into one time frame because, again, if you're a comic book lover, this is where people get it twisted. If you're a comic book lover, Batman and Superman and Robin and Joe, they've died multiple times over yeah there has been reboots after reboots and multiple timelines but the comic books don't call it timelines they just write a new edition yeah exactly so marvel is even smart enough to not do that but it's kind Mm -hmm. of interesting if i'm dc because i'm like marvel doesn't do it why don't we why don't we make that why don't we make robert pattinson one timeline and have a have a new superman not henry cavill 
let's yeah. restore the Snyderverse, which I want to get into with you. We'll restore mm-hmm. the Snyderverse, and let's have that with Wonder Woman and everything we know and love. But then in 10 years, I want to see Robert Pattinson team up with a different Wonder Woman, right? And mm-hmm. a new Justice League. I don't need—that's what they're trying to do is they're trying to push everyone's attention to, like, one timeline with, like, one Black Adam, like, one Shazam, like— no, bro, yeah. like it took it took Marvel 10 years to get the Avengers. Yes. They need to take their time. DC, just take your time. But imagine yeah. if you could have like what if there was five Iron Man movies, like five different Iron Man movies? You yeah. wouldn't watch that? Of course you would watch that. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Robert Pattinson or Robert Pattinson. Uh Robert Downey Jr. is the best, no question. Yeah. But like I kind of want to see Tom Cruise as Iron Man too. You know, yeah. like there's rumors of that. Like I'm hip to it. Yeah. I'm not hating on it. Like it, the more comic book shit that's out there and the more timelines, I'm totally game because it doesn't need to be together on one timeline. So yeah. that's what I would do if I'm DC is have multiple timelines and have multiple ways of, of getting people's attention to it. You know, cause I, yeah. I think every director could make a super interesting justice league, you know, like, Oh yeah. I'd love to see Matt Reeves go all the way 10 years from now and make a Justice League. And I'd love to see, you know, maybe another director, not Zack Snyder, but maybe another director. So maybe we have three timelines that eventually lead to it. So that way my kids and my kids' kids are still talking yeah. about fucking Batman movies and Superman movies mm-hmm. and Spider-Man movies, you know? Mm-hmm. It doesn't all have to, to tie in, so. Yeah, no, I, I hear what you're saying. And I think even, because that's like the question is, well, how do you tie, how do you do this? And it's all stems because the MCU spent 10 years creating this one timeline right so now so now if you're a comic book fan or a movie i'd say more so a movie fan of superheroes now that's like that's what you have to compete with right everybody just views that this is what it's got to be whereas whereas what you're saying i told i totally agree with where i'm a spider-man guy so i'm like well i watched three different spider-men and i loved all of them you know what i mean and 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 by the way not to interrupt johnny but, and by the way, when you watched Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, you still like that as much as you liked Andrew yeah. Garfield or Toby or Tom. Yep. It's, again, it's a different take. It's They're not going to tie in fucking cartoon Miles Morales with Toby Maguire. They're never going to do that. But yeah. to, to have that separate timeline, dude, that's what it's about, man. You know? Yeah. And, yeah. It's, and, and I, I think it's less confusing for people, too, if you do it that way. If you have multiple timelines and... You know, everyone's like bitching about the Ben Affleck not coming back as bad. I mean, listen, at the end of the day, if they're not going to do the Snyderverse again, no problems. But what if we had five more Batmans? There might be more. There might be other people out there that are better suited for the role than where we're at now. You know, everyone didn't think Jack Nicholson could ever be topped as the Joker. Mm -hmm. Heath Ledger comes. Mm -hmm. You know, everyone said Tobey Maguire is the best Spider-Man. And then Andrew Garfield came and you're like, hey, he's pretty good. Yeah, he's it's good. pretty cool. And then no one's going to be better. How did they cancel that? Oh, my God, Sony, you piece of shit. And then yeah. Tom Holland came and you're like, whoa, mm-hmm. we waited 10 years for it and it's worth it. Yeah. And that's worth yeah. it. Yeah. No, I totally hear you. And I, and I even said I had this conversation the other day with one of the one of the other guys. I said, you could make 17 different Spider-Man movies with 17 different Spider-Men. And I'm going to go watch every single one of them. You know what I Fuck mean? Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. So that, that's where that's where it's like the MCU, they they created this 10-year-long endeavor, but now they've kind of shackled themselves because of it because everything needs to make sense to everybody at all times. 
You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You, you can't just start something new. It's got to correlate with what you've already done. You that's know, right. that's right. And that's, and, and that's where I tell the guys, I'm like, well, that's why we're now getting the, the multiverse in the MCU because they need an excuse to just start doing random shit yeah. and it's good. And it's going to be the multiverse. Yeah. And again, which by the way, they should have been doing random shit from the get go. Cause yes. it's going to, it's going to hurt them because now you got like, you know, iron heart that's going to come out. And I heard Robert Downey Jr. might voice Iron Man in it. Um, but you know, when that comes out, don't expect it to be the multi-billion dollar movie franchise that Iron Man yeah. created. Like yep. no one's going to watch it, but maybe if you if you had Ironheart come in a little bit earlier when Robert Downey was still in the movies, you could have had room yeah. to build. But now you're going to start creating new things without character building, and I think that's what DC's been doing is they just start creating shit without character building, um, yeah. and it's hurt them. So that's why I say I don't need shit connected. Just give me a bunch of different shit, and I'll go watch it as long as it's good yeah. content. And I think yeah. I think the Batman was a great example of what can be done. Um, mm-hmm. from the start. And again, you know, it's so hard to compare these movies because I'm a big... Dark Knight was m- my favorite live-action Batman take. Um, and then I saw, you know, Ben Affleck as Batman, and I'm like, bro, that warehouse scene and Batman versus yeah. Superman. Dude. Yeah. That's a fucking... That's how Batman is. That's Frank Miller style. Yeah. But it's a different world than what, you know, mm-hmm. Christian Bale's Batman was. So it's like, that's... That's not what it is, except when you see that type of shit. And when you watch the Batman, the Matt Reeves take, this is why I love that movie so much is the fighting wasn't just like, yeah, because that's all Christian Bale did. Let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Like there was no, (laughs) there was no action. There was no fight scenes. The Batman, my dude is like straight up doing jujitsu throws He's, you know, using his grappling gun and he's taking people down like in the Arkham games. Like, bro, like yeah. you just got to oh, it's it's it, they're all different. They're all good, uh, mm-hmm. but it's hard to compare from one to the other. Yes. With all things, Marvel and DC, it's just tough. Like, you know, I think everybody, if another Iron Man comes out like Tom Cruise is supposed to uh, apparently come back because have you heard that rumor? Yep, Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, he's supposed to, but if he comes back, I think people are going to like hate on him for not being Robert Downey Jr. And yeah. that's, that's where you make the mistake being a quote unquote nerd or a geek. You got to appreciate the idea of there's different versions everywhere mm-hmm. and you just can't compare. It's too, it's too difficult to do that. Yeah. yeah. And, and, uh, I, I don't know. I, I think it's just, it's hard uh, again as a Marvel fanboy, right? It's, it's hard to have allowed my mindset to kind of get warped and tainted by everything needing to be perfect because it's been perfect. You know what I mean? So it's like, I'm trying to get out of that mindset. Whereas like I just told you, if you sit down and think about it, well, I'm going to watch a Spider-Man movie, regardless of who it is, regardless of who directs it, regardless of the timeline or whatever. It's just the love of the superhero. It's the love of the original comic. It's, that's it's right. trying to train my brain to get back to that where it's like, it doesn't need to be perfect. No. You know what I mean? No, so, and I think, yeah, they, they are, man, Marvel. It's hard to, it's hard to find a bad Marvel movie. Yeah. Like even just off the top of my head, I can't even, I can't even think of one that I wouldn't watch again. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe Captain Marvel. I don't know if I would watch. <laughs> you, I don't know if I'll watch you, that garbage. You'd, you'd be in good company with this group by saying that. So, <laughs> yeah, but it's, t- I mean, even the series, like, you know, Iron Fist, you can't count that one. But I mean, 
yeah, all the series are great. Like they're, they've just done such a great job, you know, building that up. And, you know, you got to give it to the OG, you know, who started the Marvel movie franchises, quote unquote. Well, well, technically it's Tobey Maguire. Technically, but before that, who, who got Marvel out of bankruptcy? Do you know? Uh, uh, it's not, it's not Howard the Duck. No, it's not. <laughs> Can't it be sh- that. It should have been though. It was Blade, man. <laughs> Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Blade. Blade. Yeah. And, you know, people don't understand, like, again, this is a this is what I see what comic book movies should be, where Blade's a comic book movie. And so facto, the first comic book movie that got Marvel where they needed to be. Now, am I upset that they're not going to bring back Wesley Snipes as Blade? No, because that was 20 fucking years ago. (laughs) But the idea is, what if Wesley Snipes does come back? Let's call it Blade 4. It doesn't need to connect to MCU. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bring him back. My dude has been in a couple movies. He can handle it. But like that's my attitude with with comic books is like if I if I read a comic book that is like, you know, year 1 Batman. Yeah. And I see another comic that is, you know, Frank Miller's graphic novel, I'm not going to like say year 1 is that is the comic book. That is the Batman comic book. This Frank yeah. Miller one doesn't exist. No, bro. Mm-hmm. There's multiples. Yeah, like it, it's yeah, cool to keep exactly. it riding. And WB for some reason can't get that through their fucking heads, mm. which is why, like me as a fan, I'm a I'm a big proponent on Twitter about restoring the Snyderverse. So, yeah. your boy out there, if he wants to come on my show and, and talk about that, I'd love to get his his take on that. But I mean, what do you think well, about restoring the Snyderverse? So, so this is this is where I was going to go next, right? Okay. I, took, I I tend to always uh, send people onto a Marvel hiatus, so sorry about that. But no, I got you out of it. You see, how I did that. Yeah, there, there we go. <laughs> I know you're like, you're like, all right, let's fucking talk about Batman again. Let's go. So here, here we go. Back, back to Batman. One of my questions was for you because I know you are a Snyder fan. Uh, let's say we're restoring the Snyderverse, and Zack Snyder on his mind is, I am catering my future plans to Tony Berardo himself. What do you want to see happen? So I need a Man of Steel 2. That's the first project. Got to have that. Um, Mm -hmm. And then that's, I think that needs to be after Zack Snyder's Justice League. So what did Superman do afterwards? Yeah. Right? Like that would be a rad film to where he's still kind of, remember he was dead for so long. So he's still getting used to it. You know, he forgets how to like grocery shop. Like I want like that type of like, character building not literally mm-hmm. that but like that type of character building with lois lane and maybe the martian manhunter comes in and him and superman kind of you know maybe they formulate a plan and talk about it a little bit at the end of that movie so but it's only superman i don't want any yeah. cameos i don't want shit henry cavill deserves a superman too yeah so that'd be that'd be the next movie i do then the movie after that is justice league 2 which of course you leave some teasers and some, and some post-credit scenes at the end of Man of Steel 2. But, you know, you bring it back, Batman, you do your thing. Now, parallel to that, as this is happening, I want a series with Ben Affleck and um, Deathstroke on HBO Max. Yeah. I'm not selfish. I just want like four or five episodes. <laughs> um, but I want some character building off that as well. And then I want to introduce a, of, uh, a couple more villains, maybe a little more Jared Leto in there as the Joker. Because I really yeah. liked his take uh, in Zack Snyder's Justice League, um, so that that would be my thing for those characters. Uh, I want to stop with the Wonder Woman movies. I think we're good. Thank you. Uh, I'm done with mm-hmm. that. Um, I can't wait to see the other Aquaman movie, and then you know Flash, which I call Flashpoint. 
hopefully it's like Flashpoint. Um, I think that'll be super interesting where, you know, you can make that kind of the jump start of all this stuff. Yeah. Um, and, you know, so in, in order, I would say the new Flash movie and then you do Man of Steel 2 and then you do that, you know, Ben Affleck, Batman series, then Justice League 2. And then I think at that point, you just kind of see where the characters go. But unfortunately, you know, now we're probably five years later at this point. So these cats are old. Ben Affleck is probably going to be done. Um, so what I'm saying sounds good, but it's not going to happen just because they're taking too long. But, yeah. you know, DC, that's what I that's what I would have done the second you saw Josh Whedon's Justice League. You'd have been mm -hmm. like, fuck, Zack Snyder, what do we do? And it, it's kind of upsetting because you see the success of Zack Snyder. Even just, you know, he just won an Oscar for the most cheered moment, that Flash scene, yeah. which was a great scene. Again, going back to the comic book mindset, that's the scene you want to see. Mm-hmm. That's the flash, bro, right there. <laughs> and I geeked out hard on that. I was like, ooh. And a lot of people, like my wife, has no idea what's going on. And she's like, well, that scene was too long. Why is he going so slow? And I'm like, do you not understand what's happening? <laughs> I'm like, how uh, am I married to you, woman? He's literally <laughs> resetting time. He's going back in time. He's mm -hmm. spinning the earth so quickly and so fast. It's reversing time. And he's going back to save everybody. And I even slowed it down because... You know, at the end of that scene, uh, when uh, when Cyborg comes together, you could see his face like, yeah, merge yeah. back together. And I'm like, he got blown up. The whole Earth ended. Like, yeah. Dark Side won. And Flash just reversed it all. And that's, you're, you're, that's dope. So Tony's sitting on the couch with his wife. You got the whiteboard, and you're slowing it down. I'm like, <laughs> okay, here you go. Right here, this is why this is happening. That's why this is happening. Oh, dude, I had to teach her some, yeah. And <laughs> and regretfully, I had to pause it multiple times to explain, you know, because it's six parts, right? You know, four yeah. hours long. So I had to pause, it and she's like, wait a minute. So is this different than the other one we saw? And I'm like, just forget about that one. That's <laughs> I'm going to walk you through this. So every mm -hmm. part... And then when Martian Manhunter showed up, like at part four or something, I think, you know, there, yeah. there, it's two hours in the movie. They're still, it's halfway done. And, mm -hmm. and I freaked out, you know, cause I, I didn't see it before. And she's like, who's that? And I was like, oh, I wish someone else was here right now. Cause I can't, <laughs> but you know, it's, it, again, that's the, you look at that movie, bro. Yeah. That to me is like the epitome of a comic book movie because it's mm -hmm. some great character building, but it's not too much, but you know, you you kind of see how like um, how like Wonder Woman and uh, and Flash, you kind of see them build to the characters they are in that short amount of time frame to where you have feeling and you have caring for them. But you yeah. don't need a lot more. I don't need like a two hour origin story of the Flash, mm -hmm. you know, but you watch Zack Snyder's Justice League. It was just enough. You know, yeah. he he had his powers, but he didn't really know. But like that type of stuff, I feel like we don't need to do anymore with Zack Snyder. We have a really good yeah. foundation. And we could really build off that. And I, I'm just, I'm, it's so disappointing that they're not, they're not going through with it. I heard rumors. Of course, we always hear yeah. rumors. But that's how I would do it. I don't want to get selfish and go deeper into the rabbit hole that I want. But those movies yeah. that I mentioned with Man Still 2 and, and the Batflat series, I think, I think that would be a good start. For well, sure. there you go. There you go, DC, because you're definitely <laughs> listening to this podcast. That's yes. what Tony wants. <laughs> Hopefully, Tony can get what he wants. There you yeah. go. That'd be. That'd be great. No, I I totally hear you as far as as you're talking about that being just a good uh, good comic book movie. That's really the feel that I had with Matt Reeves. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Whereas may, maybe not comic book to a T, but sure. 
to to those that are in love with Batman film, you know, Batman movies, this was definitely a cooler spin just in the sense that I felt like this was a better portrayal of uh, uh, just what Gotham City is. You know what I mean? Sure. Just dark and full of crime and really and really it had an older feel to it if you're comparing it to the Dark Knight, whereas Dark Knight was very modern uh, technology yeah. and this was just kind of run down, dark, wet, dreary, crime, mobsters. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just had that full Batman feel to it. For sure. And I think what Marius did a great job of is, um, amongst many things, but the big thing I appreciated from the start of the film, that opening scene, like we've talked about before, is he gave Gotham City, like, its own character. Yeah. You know, like, Gotham City was, like, a character in the movie. Like, in a, in a post credit scene world, it would say Gotham yeah. City. You know, like that. Yep. It really did, because from the get-go, you, you understand that from that, like, you know, upshot bird's eye view of what Times Square is and you mm -hmm. see how crazy it is on Halloween which by the way I want to mention the narration of Robert Pattinson oh. was oh, one yeah. of my favorite things on earth yeah, so agreed. good so good but yeah. when you got a, a bird's eye view of that city when he's narrating you really get a feel for like whoa this place is fucked up mm -hmm. like I feel for the the good citizens of Gotham that Gotham is being destroyed who yeah. will save the day? Like, that's who I felt as a viewer. And I think that's what Gotham needs to have. You know, we haven't seen that portrayed, not even in the Snyderverse. Um, and I, I just think it was just incredibly well done. And I don't know if you noticed this. I, I did, of course, because I've seen it three times. But it didn't stop raining. Oh, yeah. And that's how it is in the comics most of the time is yeah. it's always dark and it's always raining. Because yeah. rain creates gloominess and depression. Mm -hmm. And again, that's the character of Gotham City. And yeah, again, you, you got to appreciate that. You got to uh -huh. see those little nuances where not a lot of people would pick up on that. And Matt Reeves took yeah. it and he ran with it. The only thing, and I think I said this in your TikTok, but the only thing I didn't, I don't say I didn't like because I wouldn't change the film, but it was intentional. But the, the slow zoom ins, yeah, there was a lot of those. Yeah. And I appreciate it because I love good filmmaking. And yep, I think he sure. turned off a lot of people because of that. Um, and if you take that out, it doesn't give a chance for the score and the music to kind of build up. So if you're not a filmmaker, you don't appreciate that type of stuff. But I think a lot yeah. of people, we have an attention span of 10 seconds. Yeah. So it probably turned people off. I enjoyed it personally, but I could see how critics might say it's too long and I got bored. Mm -hmm. I get it, and that's, I think, what I said to your boy, because I think he mentioned something like that. And I'm like, I kind of understand that. I didn't, mm -hmm. I personally didn't see it that way, but I could be objective and and appreciate that. Yeah, know? yeah. No, I, I'm i totally with you 100%. I, this was very much so, and, and I think I even said in our original conversation was, it, it wasn't, uh, this was not a superhero movie. That's right. To me, at least. Right. This was very much like take it out of the category of anything other superhero that you've seen. This was like film, straight film. Yeah. You know what I mean? There was a lot of attention to the cinematography that you don't see in a lot of superhero movies. So it's like if, right. if you're walk if you're walking in hoping to get uh, an identical superhero movie to the other ones that you've seen, well, then, yeah, you're going to be disappointed because yeah. this had uh, very much. Matt Reeves focused on the artistic side of things with camera movement. Correct. And which I appreciate. A, did a phenomenal job with it. 
You know, even even just the fact of uh, when the Riddler was first approached, or excuse me, when we first oh, see him, just the fact of like, rain. Yeah. bro, come on. <laughs> Not only does he do that, but then the lightning strikes and you get a little glimpse of like whatever he's wearing. You don't really know. You've seen the trailer, but mm-hmm. then you see the uh, senator, whoever it was, that's walking by and you just hear, and you're like, oh shit, what is he going to do? Is he going <laughs> to strangle him? Is he going to beat him? And then he yeah. does it, and it's this weird, like, you don't expect it because he's so new to murder. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. he does this, like, loud scream that normal humans don't make. It's like yeah. what you would feel if you were him. You know, this anger and this, you know, that type of thing. And then when, I don't want to spoil it, but, well, no, fuck it. You've guys seen it by now. But when he <laughs> when he drops the carpet cutter and it and the camera follows the carpet cutter. Oh, yeah. And yeah. then it pans out, and you see him kind of in the the background, and of course he's bl- he's blurred out with the aperture. But then you just kind of see his anger and him build up, and then him calm down, and yeah. then him slowly walk over to the carpet cutter. That that was ninety seconds, so a yes. lot of filmmakers would cut that out. But just little things like that was throughout mm-hmm. the entire film, where you look at an object, you appreciate it, you see what's happening, and then in the foreground or in the background, you see something come out of focus into focus, and it's this very sexy, unique, yeah. artistic style of filmmaking that, yeah. yeah, you're right. You don't, we don't see in comic book movies, but name the last movie that was that gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I totally hear what you're saying. It's almost like, I mean, it's true, right? You say we have an attention span of 10 seconds, maybe even less, but it's. Wait, what'd you say? I wasn't it, paying attention. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, well, here's the whiteboard over here. All right. <laughs> oh, okay. No. No, this this was it almost like even though they were drawn out longer, it kept your attention just because it was different. Like because in the back of your mind, you're like, well, I'm at a Batman movie. But now I'm sucked in because this is different than any Batman movie I've ever seen. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Off of that alone. Yeah. And you don't know what what's coming of it. You know, that's what I loved Mm -hmm. about the apertures that he was that he was doing the, uh, you know, the focus and the unfocus because you. He never yeah. spent too much time. Like you never saw him pan out and focus on one specific object unless it was landscape. It was yeah. always just incredible um, uh, apertures when it comes to like being in focus and out because it kept your attention on literally what filmmaking does is the character or the subject. But then in the background, it kind of kept you a little bit curious, like you were engaged. What's going on there? Like, is that a character behind him that's a little bit fuzzy? Like, is he relevant to the scene? Like, so it's keeping you engaged versus you're seeing everything and there's no focus to one specific subject. So you don't really relate or um, get a good feeling for that character. And yeah, they just did a great job with it. And I think we just got to forget about comic book movies for a second and superhero Mm -hmm. movies and just say it was a beautifully shot film. And the story I thought was very unique. A lot of people hated on it for being too dark. But again, I go back to if you're a comic book fan, this is how Batman is depicted. It's dark. Yeah. yeah, like go watch, go, no, excuse me, go read. You could watch the cartoon because it's really good. It's on HBO Max. But The Killing Joke, hmm. it's uh, it's The Killing Joke is obviously with the Joker and it is gruesome. There's yeah. like, you know, incest and rape and like crazy shit. And that is DC, bro. Like there's no Marvel movie that is going to do something like that. But that is an animated no, no. movie that I could see DC doing in live action. The only, re- the only reason they wouldn't is because they would get blowback on Twitter. Like... But yeah. DC was built on dark, disgusting, mm-hmm. you know, dirty stuff. 
And that's what's great in, about it. In, incest and rape doesn't leave Marvel a lot of room for comic <laughs> relief. So <laughs> it probably never happened. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But hey, but, but Marvel, something to think about. Yeah, there you go. Oh gosh, there you go. But but you you are absolutely right though, where it, it is, it's it's dark to begin with. And it's like we talked about in the beginning of this, Detective Comics is where he first started. And what yeah. was he in this movie? A detective. You know what I mean? And L- legit not- detective too. Like I loved his Yeah. Yeah. I love his whole this, attitude. And the fact that he this- was working with um Gordon, I thought was genius. You know, because oh, yeah. they have this cute like banter going back and forth. I'm, I'm trying mm-hmm. to think of like a good example. I don't want to say lethal weapon, but like it's that type of dynamic where, you know, Batman only makes a joke with Gordon. Yeah. You know, and he's not even really making a joke. He'll just say something funny, like the whole thumb drive thing I thought was hysterical. Oh, yeah. <laughs> where he takes it out. And yeah. then it gives Gordon a chance to kind of lighten the mood a little bit. But Batman always kind of throws up the, for the alley-oop, right? He always throws that. But that banter yeah. was was so rad, though. I really enjoyed it. I hope, like, I'd like to see a spinoff like that. You know, like, let me get, oh, yeah. let me get an HBO Max series with Gordon, and Batman shows up for like two minutes, of, you know, an episode or something like that would be cool. Yeah, I I really enjoyed this commissioner. He, yeah. I mean, he was Gordon was great. I thought. Yeah. I don't know. I I liked all of it. You know, I'm I'm so I. It's it's hard for me because the conversations that I have had, you obviously know. So it's it's nice to hear hear it from a more of a comic book perspective, which we did when we originally talked about it. We kind of threw that disclaimer where we're like, we're talking about movies. We're not really throwing in, you know, com- comic books, but it's it's good to have more of the comic book side of the conversation. For sure. And, you know, I think a lot of uh, a lot of people that appreciate comic books um, would would like this film for sure. But more importantly, I think. Hopefully it opens up um, for people that did enjoy this film that aren't into comics. You know, maybe you have more of an objective view and you actually go read some comics. You know, don't have to go to yeah. a store. You could buy it online or you could watch it online. And, you know, it's all digital now. So if you want to get a digital. But if you just appreciate a little bit more about those specific stories. Um, one thing I really enjoyed about going to the premiere early is they give you uh, like a comic book. I don't know if you got one when you went. Mm-mm. But I, I went to a DC uh, fan premiere, so it was okay. actually four days before the release. So I saw it on a Monday. And, oh, nice! Yeah, and they give you like um, a comic book that's kind of like the Long Halloween, but it's a depiction of what Matt Reeves used to create the movie and the story. Ah, uh, cool! So it kind of takes like Long Halloween and Year Year One and all these different things, and it kind of explains why mm-hmm. the Batman is in this situation. Yeah. And, you know, the comic books that you actually read explain it. So hopefully people that watch this are like, hey, this is a great movie. It opens up a little bit more nerd culture to actually read mm-hmm. more comic books, hopefully. Because, you yeah. know, if you watch like Civil War, great movie. Probably one of my favorite Marvel movies. Oh, for sure. Dude, the, you know why it's your favorite? It's because it's nonstop fucking action and every Avenger is in yeah. it. Yeah. And like every Avenger has 15 monologues and they're all great. <laughs> And the fight scene with Iron Man and fucking Captain America was like one of the greatest in history. Yeah. It's it's just a great, but you can't compare that to the Batman. Like mm-hmm. these cats have been superheroes for 10 years in their world. Yeah. So it's it's just so much room to grow and I'm super stoked to to where this is going to go. Uh, I, I completely agree. I It was such a welcomed spin on the character and just kind of like a back to roots feel. 
And 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 it is exciting for me to watch DC hopefully build something. You know what I mean? Let it let it slow burn for a little bit. Like this whole movie was a slow burn. Yeah. So let's let's continue to do that. I mean, you you nailed it with one. Copy it. Do it. Do it with more. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So I got to ask you. Talk to uh, we we've we've spent a while talking about Batman. So we know you're nerdy about Batman, but anybody who comes on the Soda Nerds, we 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 like to say everybody's nerdy about something. Okay, you you could be nerdy about plants if you want it to be. You know, it doesn't have to be comics, doesn't have to be collectible. So if you're taking Batman out of the equation, what is Tony Berardo nerdy about from day to day? Ooh, that's a great question. Um, so yeah, good question, dude. That's hard to think. I, there's so many things, but if I had to pick one thing. Mm-hmm. It would be uh, health and wellness. Mm-hmm. If that's if I can combine those two things. No, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I mean, before, well, first thing, I was a comic book nerd when I was a kid, but then I became a little bit overweight, and I had braces, and then I was like, I couldn't do a kickflip anymore, or even an ollie. And when I was in middle school, I was like, dude, something needs to change. So I joined the wrestling mm-hmm. team. Oh, nice. And uh, I did some some freestyle stuff, and I, I lost some weight. Uh, I lost like 75 pounds and because I was pretty overweight. And then eventually I was like, oh, now I could do more tricks on skateboard. This is dope. So I was like, let, yeah. me, let me get more into this. And then when I was 18, yeah. I got certified as a personal trainer. And ever since then, I've always had a passion for health and wellness. In fact, my podcast is uh, yep. about health and wellness if it's not about geek stuff. And I've even contemplated so much on having two separate podcasts because I talk a lot about health and wellness, but I also talk about geeky shit, but those are two different listeners more often than not. Yeah. Um, and that also kind of makes me sad too, where we, a lot of us only have one or two passions and that's what we stick with and that's what we only do. And it's hard to get out of our comfort zone. So, yeah. um, you know, that this is the podcast is my release to talk more about health and wellness because most of my career, like my professional careers, I can't really... You know, I was in the beverage industry for so long, so Monster Energy, to be specific, for yeah. almost a decade. That's not health and wellness. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like all those all those motherfuckers are all hopped up and they, you know, drink sugary drinks. They don't care about their health. I don't work there anymore, so I could talk yeah. shit. But like, you know, I could I could never take my passion and put it to my career. So that's mm-hmm. what I nerd out about most on my free time, yeah. whether I'm recording yeah. or not, is health and wellness and. Uh, preaching how to be healthier, whether it's nutrition or working out or just going for a walk or taking vitamins and supplements. That's, that's my nerd passion. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and he, he stated it for everybody listening, but if, if you listen to Tony's podcast, that's, that's what you're going to get is, is a lot of that health and wellness. Uh, if that's something you're looking to be better at in your life, that's a good place to go for it. I've listened to a few and you have quite a few people on that, that like to come and talk about uh, health and wellness there with you. But some some great information and i will say i know this 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 doesn't have to do with batman this doesn't have to do with this whatever but i was i, I was listening to one of your podcasts and you mentioned that uh you are a vegan correct i am yeah and i'm i'm just curious mm-hmm. what what brought you down that path i know we're i know we're getting into more of like your kind of territory for your podcast but i'm not nah, dude i would okay. i I'd, I'd just love to hear about it because I'm such a person that's like, I don't know. Number one, I don't know how I could cut meat out of my life to become 
a vegetarian, but yeah. even to go as far as vegan, I mean, have you always been that way or is it no, something you kind of developed? Yeah, no. So, I mean, originally it, it started, uh, to kind of give the short version. So about five years ago, I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Crohn's disease, you know, millions of people have it a year, but it's every single person is different. Yeah. Um, I have a very rare case. I'm sure your listeners won't, we'll skip through this, but skip like another minute. If you don't want to hear this guys, it'll be quick. <laughs> but, um, my case is like, no matter what I eat, it doesn't matter what it is. I don't, you don't know what it is, right? Cause there's no x-ray in your stomach, but no matter yeah. what I eat, something happens to where my intestines just like close up, like someone's stepping on a hose and obviously nothing can go out, right? TMI. Yeah. So what happens is I end up getting extremely bloated and I have to go to the hospital and they have to pump me out. Mm. And this was happening like every two months for five years straight, four years Jeez. straight. Yeah. So obviously my hospital bills went through the roof. Good thing I got a good job. Yeah. Um, but more importantly, I was like, what can I do? So the doctors kept telling me, take this medication, take that medication, do this shot of Humira, which you probably heard the infomercials on that shit like every five mm -hmm. seconds. And the side effects are like, you know, death and blood disease and tuberculosis and all this shit. Uh. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, so I guess I'll take that. And I took it and symptoms were getting worse and worse and worse. And I'm getting rashes mm. and I'm getting these reactions. So yeah. then I started doing my own research. And turns out nutrition has a huge part of yeah. not just Crohn's, but chronic diseases as a whole. You know, things like cancer, uh, heart disease. Um, heart attacks, high, high blood pressure, like all types of stuff. It all comes down to nutrition. There's no, it's not even working out. That's important. It's what you eat. Yeah. That is extremely important. And yeah. we're seeing this massive case of chronic illness uh, in America in particular go up, but nowhere else in the country. And there's only one thing that's different between here and other parts of the world. And it's not the view. It's not mm. the drinking water. It's the food we yeah. consume. It's yep. how we get our food and not just meat in general, but I started educating myself on the meat that they serve in Europe versus the meat that we get here. Yeah. And if you get just a, a, a ground beef from Publix or Kroger, wherever you get your meat, mm -hmm. about 75 people touch that meat before it even hits the store. Within that time frame, stuff could happen. We don't know what it is. We'll never know what it is, most likely. But mm -hmm. something was going on within our meat from killing the animal and how they're how they're raised and how they're stored to being on your plate where it's less nutrient-dense than it was 100 years ago, which is why yeah. just Google, if you get a sec, Google 1950s beach photo. If you guys are listening out there, and if you want to do it too, Johnny can. But 1950s, I'm doing it right now while you talk. Yeah. So 1950s, every single person in that photo is gorgeous. Yep, they're all fit. They're all, all fit. Yep. I hope you can throw this up on TikTok or something. But yes. they are all immaculate. Like, they're so pretty. And, of course, their suits are outdated. It's the 1950s, for God's sakes. So their suits mm -hmm. are hideous. But everyone is fit. And that the only difference between now and if you Google 2022 Beach View, you're going to be disgusted with yourself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the only thing that's changed is food. So that told me, wait a minute, if chronic disease is up, Crohn's disease mm -hmm. is up, cancer is up, and our obesity is up. Well, if it's food, maybe I should look at my food. So then I went through an elimination diet and I started cutting out red meat. I was still having issues. I was eating chicken and and, uh, and fish, but I was still having issues. Yeah. Then I cut out chicken, still having issues. Then I cut, so I went through what they call an elimination diet and I just eliminated yep. everything one by one. I did a 45, 60 day trial on each item. 
And eventually, it's, I also cut out gluten, and I cut out art, artificial sweeteners and sugars and energy drinks and all that shit. Soda, I don't drink that anymore. And I have not had an issue in years. Mm. And I don't have medication. I'm not on medication. I got off that too. So I'm in what they call remission. Um, yeah. So any issue I have, I can handle at home. And, you know, that's what it is. So that's the long-winded answer, but ultimately that is what... Uh, what sprung me. I'm Italian, by the way, for reference, if you guys yeah. can see. I'm Ita- I hate being vegan. Let me just be clear about that. <laughs> it is not enjoyable. I want I want everyone to know that. But I do it because of my health. And unfortunately I'm it's yeah. either this or, you know, I end up in the hospital. So I, I chose this lifestyle. Mm. You know? Yeah, I I I I uh I applaud you for it because it's kind of you had to choose what worked for you, right? I mean, that's, that's kind right. of what we all have to do is find what works for you and go with it, uh, but pick something healthy. You know what I mean? That's right. For for sure. And I yeah. and I kind of, I know that's kind of a rabbit trail compared to uh, a Batman conversation. However, the, the only reason I go there is because we really do. Everybody's nerdy about something, right? So yours is health and fitness. I just wanted people to be able to hear just a little little bit of a backstory behind that. So I thanks for, uh, yeah, thanks for sharing for sure. But- if we wanted to circle back, I mean, I know we've been talking for a while here. Let's do it, dude. It's all good. If your listeners are still with us, I'm sure yeah, they are. If you, yeah, if you guys are still here, um, I I I hate to play the comparison game, but I'm going to. Oh, I love uh, it. Yeah, I'm I'm going to play the comparison game. We we don't necessarily have to go with Batman himself as as across the board of actors, but I'd love to hear kind of just like Batman gadgets. Batmobile, mm-hmm. uh, who do you think has the best? What has been your personal favorite out of now you've had a few Batman to choose from? It's a good question. What do you What do you like? See, I think this is the same thing as like the LeBron James and Michael Jordan combo because okay. yeah. I'm I'm 36. Yeah. So LeBron might be the better player, but I'd never admit it. Like it's always going to yeah. be Jordan for me. Yeah, it's Michael for sure. Yeah, and. It's hard for me. It's hard for me not to love every Batmobile, but I'm just like, dude, I'm a Tim Burton. <laughs> ah, there she is. I'm even showing yeah. it if you guys are listening. Like I have yeah. tons of collectors, and that that to me for two reasons. Number one, it's what I was grown up like watching, and I loved. Yeah. But I love the um, I loved what it did. And it it was to me true to like the animated, um, the animated series, you know, the Batman, yeah, because it was more um, a vessel to take in places versus mm-hmm. destruction, and it was more intimidation versus killing people with two by fours and and cement trucks and like what yeah. the Snyderverse did, like a tank. Where he's like, <laughs> he'll take a fish line and throw it to like a Ford 150 and then sling that and like kill five people. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I it was entertaining. It's, yeah. But I mean, yeah. So I say the closest thing to that is is probably Matt Reeves' take, only because it to me is more similar than any, yeah, version, right? But the sound of it, I really liked. That's yeah. You know, that's the one thing that that took me because it reminded me, honestly, when I heard it, you know what I thought about? I didn't think this is the best Batmobile. I was like, that reminded me of Tim Burton's Batman. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, because that sound is is very, very common um, in the in the Burton universe. 
versus like in Snyder and Nolan where it's like like it's very high tech <laughs> yeah as opposed to like like it's fire raging it so that yes. to me got my nipples hard for sure <laughs> um but only because it reminded me of Tim Burton so if I had to put them neck and neck I'm, I'm winning so much right now because it's hard for me to decide dude it really is yeah yeah but Tim Burton if I had to pick final answer Regis <laughs> Tim yeah, Burton there you go Batmobile I I I I don't think you can go wrong. I don't where where wherever you're going, right? I mean, unless it's maybe George Clooney. But (laughs) (laughs) or what was worse? Was it Val Kilmer or George? Uh, Do you remember that one, the circular one with the shark fins? It's it's hard to uh, if you're looking at just Batmobiles, right? But it's hard it's it's hard to give anything credit when it's being compared to the George Clooney movie. In in my opinion, it's Correct. hard to see anything good. You know what I mean? Even if you are just comparing one singular item, it's still uh it's, so true. it's still it's still tough because it came from that movie. So God, it's hard to admit, yeah. Uh but I I loved this newer one. Yeah. You know, I I thought it was just the like you said when you said sound. I mean, obvi- that's the biggest for me was when it first fired up, it was like whoa. Okay, that's uh, that's pretty sweet. <laughs> that's the one, dude. Yeah, it's that intimidation factor. In fact, I, you know, that was probably one of my favorite scenes. And there's only one Batmobile scene, and it yeah. is incredible. It, it, it is. truly is probably one of the best scenes in the movie. And yeah, I really enjoyed it. I, I didn't like the fact. I got to tell you, I didn't like the fact that it was so quote unquote like, um, you know, cement proof, and mm. but like it blew through so many things. And it looked like it didn't have a scratch on it. Maybe it did. But then like the window when Colin Farrell was shooting it, it was yeah. it was bulletproof glass, but it was making indentations. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, so the glass makes indentations, but his his tech on the outside of the body kit like that yeah. could blow oh, through yeah. cement trucks. You know what I mean? Like I'm kind of like, I don't know. I mean, it was entertaining for sure, but I would have loved to see like more I feel like year two, he wouldn't have that much of a strong vehicle, in my yeah. in my opinion. But I also didn't see a lot of the tech, so maybe he yeah. did. But it just, from the looks of it, it didn't seem like it could handle it. But I think mm-hmm. they did that only because when you come from a Snyderverse, where he's yeah. literally blowing through everything, like, <laughs> yeah. literally. I mean, from Batman vs. Superman, he destroyed... A, what was that? A big shipper, like a ship yep, tank. Yep. I mean, come on, dude. He blew the whole thing. So you can't really go from that. Like you can't watch that and then watch the Batman and him not blow through trucks. So yeah. I get it. But um, yeah, I think you're right though. I, it's hard. It's hard to compare the two. But he did a great job with it. It's definitely up there mm-hmm. for sure because it's so realistic, right? Yeah. It, I mean, I mean like, it absolutely. Yeah. It, it 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 is for sure. I don't I think it's the sound alone where it's it just yeah. had more of the actual like a muscle car type yeah. feel to it. You know what I mean? It wasn't like you were firing up a fucking spaceship. That's it right. Was, That's it was right. a car, you yeah. know, which was which which was pretty sweet. Yeah, dude. I love I love that for sure because I even saw that. You know, they I live in Tampa and they only mm. p- they only picked 10 cities in the country to do a press tour. And thankfully, yeah. they, for some reason, picked Tampa. I don't know why. But they, wow. they picked it, and I went there and actually saw the Batmobile in person. I got a great picture oh, I'll send you. Cool. And they rev it up right in front of you. And it sounds like that, like legit. Not, oh, as, wow. par- not as powerful, obviously, because of the, I'm sure they turn down the flame so they don't light people's face on fire. <laughs> but it's it's very intimidating. 
And that to me is like, if a dude was year two Batman and he was building that, it would yeah. be clunky. It would be noisy. It would be like, it would look like that. And sure as fuck, mm-hmm. dude, I think they did a great job with it. Now, here's the kicker though. Do you want them to evolve that? And that, let's say there's a new movie. Cause you know, that was the big thing that I, I enjoyed about Tim Burton is it was the same in, in Batman Returns yeah. versus like Zack Snyder's take. I mean, he upgraded all the way to, you know, the Justice League at the very end. He has like this massive tank. Yeah. You know, it's like, come on, bro. Like, I know you're 20 years as a Batman, but I don't yeah. want to see that evolution in one movie. I want to see it like throughout multiple movies. Like, let's say oh, there's a hundred percent. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. A hundred percent. I think the way I feel about that is like, uh, you know, not not to go back to Marvel. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's just where my head goes. But if you look at uh, if you're comparing like the Batmobile to the Iron Man suit, right? Look mm. at where the Iron Man suit went from in the beginning to the very end, right? You didn't build it over one movie, but whereas you're talking about bullets making indentations on the Batmobile, same thing with Tony Stark. There was small things like uh, Ant-Man being able to slide into the cracks of his suit, right? He, he learned from that and he built a better suit yeah. in the next movie where this would be the best thing, whereas in the next Robert Pattinson movie, maybe you don't see those indentations. It's small little things like that yeah. where it's like, ah, he learned from that. And he built That's something right. better. He didn't build a fucking tank over the span of one movie, but he made small improvements and learned from the past, you know? Exactly. Like, that's why everyone's hating on, I, I keep bringing up the squirrel suit. Everyone hates on it, but I loved it. And I loved mm-hmm. how he fell and had the parachute. So I feel like the next time we see him, I don't want the full cape. I want like a, yeah. I want like a in between the squirrel suit and like the cape that we know from like Nolan's universe. Mm-hmm. I want something in between to where he learns from it. It's a little bit better than the squirrel suit, but it's also not absolutely outrageous where there's a cape that just flaps and that he can glide yeah. from it. Cause again, yeah. that wouldn't happen in real life. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'd love to see evolution and I, hopefully that's Matt Reeves take. I would imagine it is very similar to how we did the planet of the eight films is he's very, oh, yeah. very strategic when it comes to the evolution of characters and, and scenery and, and props and stuff. So, um, yeah, I, I thought he did a great job. I was a little, I was a little upset when I saw the movie, because um, we got that little teaser in the jail, and then oh, the other yeah. day we got the deleted scene. Yeah, and then I became happy. Ah, yeah, there you go. You know, and a lot of people like I talked to a buddy who's a huge Batman geek as well, and he goes, "You know, dude, they should have put it in the film." And I go, "But if they would have, you know, what you've been would have been talking about yeah. that." Yeah. Oh, yeah. The absolutely. Whole time. Because it was really, I want to talk about it in a sec, but it was incredible. But what I loved about Batman that we didn't talk a lot about is Paul Dano was, mm. to me, oh. one of one mm. of the best villains. Um, I mean, he's up there in my eyes with Heath Ledger. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Just, and, just even in that, just uh, like the realism, mm-hmm. uh, you know, fucking psychopath, like not... Zodiac. Yeah. yeah, not 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 cartoonish. You know what I mean? It was very like this is a troubled soul and he portrayed that troubled soul very well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, I go back to let's look at the comics. Year one of the Riddler. He wasn't Jim Carrey's Riddler. OK, yeah. but what would be interesting if I'm Matt Reeves is he's a Zodiac. He's in the jail. Batman fucked up his plan. He thought Batman was with him. But now there's some psychological warfare. 
you know, the Joker and maybe there's other villains in there that are getting inside of Riddler's head. Maybe he gets a little yeah. cuckoo. Maybe he has a nervous breakdown and maybe yeah. he like becomes the Riddler that we think he should be. Maybe he's like mm -hmm. a goofy, campier character, but yep. he turns more like a psycho goofy and not funny goofy. Yeah. But maybe he evolves as well. You know, maybe instead of the mask, maybe he shows proudly the question marks and the puzzles that he loves so much. You know, maybe mm -hmm. he evolves to that version as well. So I think that's what you got to look at with that character is he's never been a serial killer before. Like this was his first time committing crimes. You know, he yeah. and what I loved about it is he won. Oh, yeah. Like the villain won in that movie. Yeah. Fucking awesome. When's the that last is? time that When's the last time that happened in a superhero movie? It, it needs to happen more because that's what happens in real life. <laughs> the villain wins. The villain always wins. Yes. Like, yeah. life is not easy. Life is yeah. very difficult and challenging. And it's not always like sunshine and rainbows, which is a yeah. great example of, you know, that whole <laughs> where Batman worked his ass off to solve these things. And he fucked up and the whole city mm -hmm. got flooded. And, uh, yeah, I just I love that scene when they were at Arkham. Uh, with Joker, and then you get to see the deleted scene, and I just thought, oh. I can't, I cannot wait to see his version of the Joker. Barry, uh, how do you pronounce his last name? From I'm not sure. Eternals. Oh boy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Who's playing the Joker? But, yeah, Barry. He's like an Irish dude. There you go. Sorry, guys. Barry from the Eternals. We'll just put it that. We'll way. call him that way. But yeah. yeah, I loved how how he was. You watched that deleted scene, obviously. I'm sure. Oh, that dude looks fucking gnarly. Like just. Sick, it's they're they're sticking with the dark feel. That's that's for sure. That is yeah. the dark feel. And again, yeah. you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of um, uh, comic books that depict Joker like that, where he has kind of like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre type yeah. face. So again, when you see that, you're like, but how come he's not wearing his makeup? Well, first yeah. of all, he's in prison, so most likely he's not allowed to wear makeup. Yeah. Um, but second of all, like that's kind of how the Joker is. He usually has this condition where he's forced to smile, you know, like yeah. Nolan's take was great because of the scars, but this guy actually has a permanent smile on his face the whole time and it's fucked up. And, yeah. you know, whether it's a chemical burn that they used or whatever their, whatever the origin story is, I don't even care. I don't even need an origin story. Just give yeah. me like a Hannibal Lecter style series. Yeah. Of that, which I, I heard that's kind of what Arkham series is going to be, but I hope Joker makes more of a, uh, um, more of an appearance on that. Oh, absolutely. And I think it's, uh, it, it is cool too. Like you say that there, there are some jokers in the comics that look like that because it's unfortunate that people will still be like, Oh, well, you know, Heath did it better or Heath did this just because it was Heath's Joker. You know what I mean? Right. Whereas to those people, it's, it's hard to not say like, well, do you want every single Joker from now until the end of fucking time that is portrayed to be exactly like Heath Ledger. Yeah. Fuck Because I don't, I don't understand that. Like, why would you not want a different portrayal? And if, I would even challenge it. acted well. Right, exactly. And I would even challenge to say it tarnishes Heath Ledger's name if you try to make yeah. it more like him. Yeah. Be because it was so fantastic and, you know, so prominent. And it was so strange how it happened where he, he dies and then he wins an Oscar. Des yeah. Deservingly so. But let it, let it in there. Like, don't even come close to do it. Even if you find an act that can, there should be different versions of it just so we can, you know, keep that legacy of his alive because yeah. it was so fantastic. Um, but, yeah, I, I thought he did a great job, um, that guy Barry, and um, I'm looking forward to because that five minutes was probably 
one of the best scenes, and I hope it's in like uh, the streaming movie because I think it comes out on HBO Max, The Batman, oh, at the end of this yeah. month, right? So I hope they toss it in like the director wanted to, right? Uh, yeah. Because I thought that I think that would be interesting. And then you heard about the Arkham series, yeah? No, I haven't. <gasps> Do we have time to talk about that for a second? Go for it. Yep. So the the Arkham series apparently is already in the works, already filming. And okay. then ultimately what they're trying to do from what Matt Reeves says is he's trying to create um, an Arkham series on HBO Max, similar to what he's doing with the Penguin, with Colin Farrell's mm. Penguin. Mm-hmm. But that Arkham series is going to kind of be like Oz. Oh, okay. You know, like where it's, it's only in the prison and he's going to use that as like a way to uh, create an origin story for the villains. And oh, Paul, nice. Paul Dano is going to be in it reprising the roles of Riddler. And then, of course, this guy, you know, Barry, is going to be the Joker. And then hopefully they'll introduce, you know, maybe, uh, I don't know, Mr. Freeze, um, Scarecrow. Yeah. And then yeah. we see from the series these characters, let's say it's eight episodes, each one gives an origin story and follows a character. And then maybe in Batman 2, we don't need an origin uh, story for villains, right? Because we have this already. Yeah. So that would be rad. So I think that's what they're trying to do. Same thing with the Penguin. Ah, uh, that would be cool. Yeah. And they're doing the spinoff with Colin Farrell's Penguin, uh, mm. which they, they're starting to film already. I believe it's in production. And uh, that's going to be kind of the same thing where it's after Matt Reeves' Batman. You know yeah. how Penguin's like on the top of the building looking over the city? So I guess his series starts there. Yeah. And he's going to be the crime lord of it. So. so so who is directing these and are they in conversation with Matt Reeves? Because you want them to have Again, it right. We we talked about everything doesn't need to be the same, but for this, it, I think it has to. It'd be, be yeah. it'd be nice if these kind of matched up and had yeah. that same feel. Like you're you're onto something here. Yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, from from what I heard, Matt Reeves is definitely producing. I don't know if he's directing all of them because I don't know if he can. But um, I yeah. heard he is writing all of them though. Okay, I heard he's writing all of them, which will be huge because you know he wrote this one with. Uh, I forget the other guy's name, but yeah, they wrote the Batman with, you know, on their own. So I, I would only want yeah. the script to be from Matt Reeves for sure. Cause it has to be that same universe. You know, it's yeah. Again, a great example is Josh Whedon and Zack Snyder. Yeah. Like when you see that script and when you see the film and Zack Snyder has one vision, you take some guy that has no fucking idea what he's doing in the DC universe. He knows very much to do in the Marvel universe, but mm-hmm. then you bring him over to finish this and you're like, this is stupid. This is not your universe. So I hope yeah. they don't do that with Matt Reeves because I love his take and I want to I want to keep that going. And, you know, hold on. Yeah. By the way, sorry, I brought up Whedon again. Since you're such a huge Marvel fan, what do you think about this theory? And I, I haven't heard this theory before. Okay. But I've talked to my buddy Tyrone, who's a, a massive geek. Uh, he's been on my podcast numerous times. Tyrone Magnus, awesome yeah. YouTube channel. Yeah, he's very famous. He's an actor as well. But um, real good dude, and we talked about this once, and I haven't heard it anywhere else. I'm going to tell you what my theory is. Okay. As far as I know, this is my theory, so sorry if someone else said it before me, but I have the videos to prove. <laughs> what do you think about in 2017, uh, Zack Snyder unfortunately had a death in his family, and he had to step away. So Warner Brothers brought in Josh Whedon, who's known for Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. What if they brought him in, and the good intentions of preserving the legacy of Zack Snyder and making a great Justice League movie. What if Josh Whedon was like, all right, guys. So he tells Marvel Studios, he's like, so guys, fucking DC just offered me this role of 
directing Justice League, I say I go in there and make this the stupidest movie ever <laughs> so we can continue to reign as comic book champions in the live action oh, universe. Oh, boy. I know it's a fetch, but dude, how do you yeah. sit in the editing room as Josh Whedon and let yeah. that mustache carry on? How do you think that's a good film? <laughs> uh, You know, that's an interesting theory, and here we go. Like, we're starting... Well, I mean, we're divided on the screen right here. It's the war between DC and Marvel. Like, you know, you got you guys, DC on the block just can't handle that that Marvel's rising above and they got to come up with, no, nah, I'm just kidding. I'm just it. telling you, it's, yeah. it's, it's a little funky. It smells a little funky. <laughs> it smells a little interesting. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, you know, why wouldn't me? you? Why wouldn't you? I mean, the, the Super Bowl's coming up. The Super yeah. Bowl is January 1st. And, yeah. You know, I'm I'm a Dolphins fan, so I'm gonna lie here and say that to you know 2022, the Dolphins are on the Super Bowl, mm. but they're also playing. Let's say I don't know. Let's say they're playing the Bucks in a perfect world. That wouldn't happen because, but let's just say, so the okay. Bucks and the Dolphins. Now the Dolphins head coach steps out, but your best bet is to bring in the Bucks defensive coordinator to be the head coach uh, of the Dolphins. Uh, okay. What do you think they're gonna do? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, bro. I mean, it's when suspect. you put it that way. Yeah, when you put it that way. Uh, suspect. Looks like Tom Brady's getting another ring if you put oh, it that way. He better. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah, dude. That's a that's a whole different world. I had football. Yeah. I mean, I, I honestly stopped I stopped watching. I had to make a sacrifice. I was like, do I continue to watch movies and geek out and spend my days doing that? Or do I spend it on fantasy football? And I stopped watching football aggressively. I, yeah. I can't. I I gotta do it all. Football will always. I just have to. Yeah. Who's your team? I'm. So I'm one of those guys that uh, I I say Red I say I just watch everything. No, 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 no. I'm one of those guys that that says I'm an owner because I can because I own a piece of the only NFL franchise that's owned by the fans. Uh, the oh the wonderful Green Bay Packers. The Packers. Yep. Yeah. And you're and and you have the same reaction that everybody else that's not a Packer fan has. They're like, oh, you're no yeah, go fuck yourself. Yeah, like, that's it. <laughs> yeah, there there but, it is. But bro, I and mean, they got the biggest fan base. They sell out the most tickets. I mean, what you got to have? You got to have it in your in your bloodline, right? To even go to a fucking oh, yeah. game. Yeah. Yeah. So they're doing yep. something right. Yeah, know? for sure. Yeah, you can't handle them. Yeah. I got a buddy who's who's from up there, and he's a Pax fan. He'll, he'll try to go to every single game. He lives in Florida. But, you know, oh, when, the wow. se- when the season comes, his dad lives up there and, you know, he's not missing a game for sure. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, that's it's wild. I mean, when you're into it, you're into it for sure. But that is uh, that that is an interesting theory that uh, Marvel is bleeding their way into D.C. and trying to sabotage it from the inside. From the inside. You're, I'm sure you're not the only D.C. fan that feels that way. Probably not. Yeah, we're very. uh yeah, we're very stubborn and, you know, we have a, a bad taste in our mouths for a lot of stuff. But, you know, again, I love, I am a huge Marvel fan. You know, I love everything that they're doing and I don't think there's a wrong thing that they've done. Yeah. But, you know, I just hope they continue on this path uh, of where like No Way Home was, which I thought was oh, great and yeah. opens up a lot of doors. But then you hear things, even though this is Sony, but then you hear things about Morbius and it's oh. like... It's like, dude, what are we doing here? So then you almost Fucking trash. Yeah. Cause you know, now you you hear all the shit that's going on about the universe and they're not sure where Spider Man falls and everything that's going on with Sony and Marvel. 
you know, it took forever to get Tom Holland into the MCU. Yeah. And not even yeah. his version, but what, you know, they wanted to do. They didn't know it was going to be Tom Holland, but they wanted to bring, you know, Spider-Man in. Sony was giving him so much shit. So it's mm-hmm. like, if they let that negotiation or whatever they're trying to do behind the scenes fuck up, they're going to mess up something that they built so beautifully. And yeah. I thought, personally, I think that they've opened up the door to have, like, Ramsey come back and do another Spider-Man, you know, mm-hmm. Andrew Garfield do another one, maybe even a mm-hmm. spinoff where... I've heard theories of like, you know, uh, spider Gwen and, you know, have her come back and like, come on, Emma Stone would reprise her, reprise her role. Like there's so many possibilities of that universe. Um, yeah. they're just doing, they're doing great things, dude. I just hope they keep the train going because I do enjoy those movies. For yeah. Sure. It, and it, and it is, uh, I mean, it's wonderful, but it's a downfall at the same time. And I know we've talked about it and, and when, this chat between you and I comes out, we'll have already had a Morbius chat come up because we've we we went and saw the Morbius movie and we talked about it. But the the movie was just it was so bad, but what makes me sad is that I feel like Marvel is now at this point where they can get away with making bad products yeah. because we're just looking at it from a universal viewpoint like it doesn't a a standalone movie to us doesn't matter if it's shit anymore because it's a means to an end you know Mm -hmm. what i mean and i Mm -hmm. i hate being in that mindset where it's like let's let's judge a movie for the individual movie not for where it's going not for what it could be not for like let's actually dissect the movie in itself and was it good or or bad yeah, it's it's unfortunate. Well, I can't wait to hear that check because I have not seen the movie and I refuse to. I'll wait for it to come out on Disney Plus or wherever they're going to stream it. Yeah, I would but, do that. Yeah. I wouldn't. I won't spend some money. Okay, so I don't even know how long we've been talking, but just an hour and twenty five minutes. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay, so it's 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 been a, a fun chat talking with you. But before we have you go, I want you to just kind of plug yourself. I know you got all your own stuff. Uh, I don't know if you have a website or not, but I know you got TikToks podcast. Throw it out there. Let the Soda Nerds listeners know where they need to go check out Tony Berardo. My dude, thank you. Yeah, you can uh, you can find all my content on social media. It's uh, at the Berardo, so B E R A R D O, the Berardo. Um, I also have a website where you can see everything, uh, theberardo.com, and you can see my podcast. Um, you know, I do content creation on the side. And uh, again, a lot of my stuff is health and wellness, but I have a YouTube channel where occasionally we'll nerd out and I'll talk about different things. But uh, yeah, dude, that's my uh, that's my stuff. Check it out and give me a like, you know, give me a review as well. If you listen to the podcast, I'm always learning to get better. I'm only at like 147 episodes or something like that. Uh, so we're getting there. It's a passion project of mine. So yeah, any support you can land. Appreciate you. Good deal. And we'll toss all of that stuff in the description here, whether you're listening on podcasts or watching on YouTube. But yeah, Tony, thanks for coming on. Uh, it was uh, it was a fun chat, man. I don't yeah, want... dude. Indeed. We could probably talk it, it, for like four hours, but maybe we'll do this more often. No. Well, what we got to do is is we got to get the other guy back on. We got we, we to gotta hear a battle be... between the two perspectives. That, that would uh... be fantastic. And the title of that will be Restore the Snyderverse. That would be the name <laughs> of the... <laughs> Restore... Restore the Snyderverse from Tony Berardo, please, right. DC. <laughs> please, please do it. Hey, Johnny, can you send this podcast to Warner Brothers for me? Yeah, no doubt. We'll appreciate we'll, we'll get right on that. Uh, Thanks, dude. No promises. I don't. <laughs> I don't know that we're at the top of their list for for requests, but but uh, yeah, there you go, everybody. Everybody that's watching or listening, uh, thanks for being here. 
Uh, we we enjoy having you here. If you are on podcast, just leave a quick review. Anything we can get, we love. And if you're uh, on YouTube, make sure to leave a comment specifically uh, with topics that you'd like to hear us talk about. We always love to cater conversations specifically to uh, what you want to hear. But with that, Tony, we like to say that it's fun to be a kid, even if you aren't one. And uh, thanks for thanks for joining. Thanks for listening, everybody. We will see you on the next episode. Deuces. Peace. Thank you.